News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good Saturday morning on the Mark KHMO face, uh, family. It's on the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you when you stop by the dealership this weekend. Make them put a big bow on the car. If you buy a brand new car this weekend... Tell them that Mark said you should put a, a big brand new bow. Uh, oh, I got to talk to Levi and Jeff and Jason over there. I'm sure they'll make it happen. Get some bows. It's Christmas. You open, you're, you're buying yourself a gift. You get yourself a new vehicle. All right. Um, we have a jam-packed show for you on this Saturday morning. As always, if you're listening on the terrestrial radio or the KHMO app, that is amazing as I'm broadcasting live here in our KHMO studios, episode 165 of On The Mark here on this Saturday, December 17th. But you can follow along the show in other ways. We have our On The Mark KHMO Facebook page. You should follow the Facebook page. You can follow along on the Facebook Live. Look, we have people doing now. Shout out to the Facebook world. Uh, You can also, as always, hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow me there, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. A look ahead on the show, a full Week 15 NFL breakdown, including the fact... I fell back to 500 in my gambling picks. I was above 500 for like five weeks in a row. And uh, 0-2 week last week killed me. 0-2 week. Uh, I'm done betting the Bucks and the Titans. I'm done betting the Bucks and the Titans, okay? you, you I, I'm making a promise to you. <laughs> it's a promise to me. They killed me last week. I like my picks this week. I, as I was just saying to the Facebook world before we got on here, not a lot of underdogs that I like. So we'll uh we will uh go through every game, give you some lines, talk a little NBA. I got a special interview. Well, uh, our guy Bill Schuler here at uh Town Square Media got an interview with the star himself locally, Aeneas Williams, who uh chose to go to Notre Dame to be playing football. We have a an interview with him. It's a great great interview, great kid. Uh, happy for him and his family going to be playing football at Notre Dame, the number one all-around back uh, in this class. And so we'll get to that by the end of the show. Also talk a little hot stove baseball bowl season is underway. Let's waste no more time. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. We're talking the San Francisco 49ers. Hespin's headlines on the mark. So the San Francisco 49ers, congrats to them. Kyle Shanahan winning the NFC West after that uh, impressive win on Thursday night. Uh, taking care of the Seahawks 21 to 13 in Seattle. Seattle not dead yet. Uh, they have the tiebreaker over the Lions. Seattle is at, um, um, uh, you know a team that we'll talk a little bit about here in, in kind of what what you know their projections like and they've certainly overperformed this year. but I want to focus on the Niners because if you remember back in August, I, uh, I was predicting the NFL records, trying to put my you know my brain and my crystal ball and, and give you a view of what the NFL season would look like. 
And I said to the Niners, I think it was going to be a roller coaster of a year. I think they're going to be up and down, and I think the Niners will barely miss the playoffs, but Trey Lance will take strides, uh, strides forward and be uh, impressive at times during the year. Wow, was that wrong? Uh, you couldn't be more wrong. I mean, Trey Lance gets injured. He's done by what? Week two, week three, and then uh, out for the whole year. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and really changes expectations. Uh, Garoppolo is able to lead the team uh, while the rest of the NFC West crumbles around them. The, the, the Cardinals fall from grace. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams implode with injuries uh, and, uh, and bad play from their free agent gets. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks come out of left field out of nowhere. We thought they were going to be dead this year. And they're the ones putting up the fight against the Niners. The Niners... In realizing that they kind of have one more year of going all in with Jimmy G, go out and get Christian McCaffrey, and the, and the biggest piece of any that any team added during the season in getting him, and they've revamped their offense to you know to feature Christian McCaffrey, and then Jimmy G goes down, and everyone's oh the Niners, I was uh, they're dead, they're dead, maybe they'll make the playoffs, but they're dead, and now. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the third-string quarterback, the kid from Iowa State, leading the San Francisco 49ers, a rookie, to an NFC West division title and played really well, impressive, all things considered, for a rookie. Two touchdown passes in a, um, in a, in a, in a, in a very tough environment in a win in Seattle. And so... What do we do with the Niners? I'm faced on this Saturday morning, December 12th, to try to figure out what do we do with the Niners? What? How do I feel about the Niners? So I want to start with the micro, and we'll work to the macro, right? We start small, and we'll work big. Immediately, we know the Niners will be hosting a playoff game. Uh, from what we can tell, injury-wise, Debo Samuel, their star wide receiver, all-around offensive weapon, will be back for that game or should be back by the end of the regular season or for that game dealing with the high ankle sprain. From what we can tell, we know that Brock Purdy will most likely have to start that game. Now, uh, there's still some miracle of a chance that the Niners could get the bye. They're not gonna. So, wild card weekend, hosting a game in uh, Santa Clara at Levi Stadium, and you have Jimmy G, no Jimmy G, Brock Purdy hosting uh, hosting a playoff game. Now the Niners uh, are in a really good spot in the micro as well to get Brock Purdy ready for that playoff game. Because the Niners have the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals in their final three games. So the Raiders and the Cardinals are dead. And the Commanders are fighting for a playoff spot. So... Next week, they get a chance, you know, they get a little bit of mini-buy, time off, extra time, and then they get to play a team that's going to be desperate, fighting for the playoff spot, a team that they could play in the opening round of the playoffs in the night in the Commanders. So they, they get a nice little test there for Brock Purdy against a defense in the Commanders that is finding their teeth. And then you hopefully can get everything tuned up right and in sync going against a bad Raiders defense and a Cardinals team that's dead. Absolutely dead. So the Niners have a chance here to build a ton of momentum heading into wild card weekend. 
So that's the micro. What do we know about the Niners? We know they're going to be hosting a playoff game, and we know that they have a chance here to build some real momentum heading into the playoffs. We also know the Niners are one of only four teams in the NFL, in the NFC, excuse me. Four teams in the NFC. 16 teams in the NFC, only four of them have a positive point differential. Now, point differential is not everything. It's not. And and you know me with analytics and stats. I trust my eyes, and I trust watching the games a lot more than just the numbers. But the numbers do tell a story, especially by week 15 in the NFL season. The Niners are one of only four teams in the NFC with a plus-point differential. What does that mean if you don't know what plus-point differential means? It means that if the total points they've scored this year versus they've let up, they're in the positive. They have done well. When they've won, they've won really big. When they've lost, it's been close. The Niners have a plus-point differential of 128 behind only the Cowboys at 131 and the Eagles at a very impressive 138. So the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the and by the way, the other team in the NFC with a plus point differential, the Lions plus two. So we can tell from the numbers, we can tell from the eye test, there are really three teams in the NFC. Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. Now the Cowboys have a really tough little road to navigate to try to host a playoff game. If the Eagles can take care of the Bears today, and then they have a a, a really great, uh, sorry, on Sunday, and then a really big matchup against the, uh, the Cowboys next week, kind of for the division. And so the Niners and the Eagles look like, all right, they're the two teams of the good teams in the NFC that will actually be hosting a playoff game. We know that one team's going to win the NFC South. They're not going to be good. Bad plus diff- point differential. And we don't have to worry about them making a splash. So in the micro turning larger into the macro, my gut feeling on the Niners this morning is they win at least one playoff game. They're in the divisional round. And then all bets are off, right? I mean, depending on who makes it, say that you know the Eagles have a bye, they'll have the lowest remaining seed, probably a wild card team that beats up on an NFC South champion. While the while the Niners get you know possibly the two seed, so you could have Niners Vikings either in Minnesota or in San Francisco in the divisional round. You're not going to tell me you're not taking the Niners in that game. I absolutely would favor the Niners over the Vikings at home or on the road. So all of a sudden, the macro picture on the Niners starts to look like, well, they're probably playing for an NFC Championship. In Philadelphia, or if there's an upset, they're hosting an NFC championship game. And then you have a lot of questions. Do you, if you're at that point in time, I think you roll with Brock Purdy, even if Jimmy G's healthy. You know that you have Jimmy G just in case things go off the rails with Brock Purdy. Uh, It's a fascinating look for the Niners right now. You absolutely have to feel great about the Niners playing in the NFC championship game this morning, December uh, 17th. Uh, 2022. It's wild to think about because just three months ago, four months ago, I had the Niners on a little bit of a roller coaster season, but they're getting their second year. I, I thought their season would be similar to the Bears, only more wins. That Lance would pop, 
They'd feel good about Lance moving forward, and next year's kind of the all-in year for the Niners, Super Bowl or bust. But right now, it feels like this is an all-in year, Super Bowl year for the Niners, and a lot of it has to do with Kyle Shanahan. So let me spend a second talking about the even larger macro picture with the San Francisco 49ers. Because they have a win-now team this year and next year. Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, Seb, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, a defense with Bosa and Warner that is uh, the two wards. I mean, they're playing lights out, best defense in the NFL. And, it, and this version of the Niners is why they traded all those picks to get Trey Lance. Because we see now the only question, the Niners should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl if they had their young quarterback, Trey Lance, playing like Justin Fields is playing this year. And not, I'm not saying running the ball well or playing like Trevor Lawrence is. Because if, if, if you had Trey Lance playing at a high level of like, oh, ooh, that's special, those are great moments, that's different, with their head coach Kyle Shanahan, they absolutely would be favored in the NFC right now to win the Super Bowl with that defense and that coach. Uh, the Eagles are uh, uh, the closest thing to what we would imagine that Niners team would look like, only a little bit more explosive passing game compared to the running game with a very good defense. So, I, I mean, I, it makes sense why they drafted Trey Lance. The problem now is it also feels like in San Francisco, they don't know if Trey Lance is that guy that Kyle Shanahan can wrap his arms around. Kyle Shanahan's really good at taking Nick Mullins, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, accurate, in-system, under-athletic uh, under quarterbacks and just getting them to play a plus. But can he take a freak, athletic, big play, raw talent and get it to to make the system work and be explosive? I don't know. The Niners are going to be fascinating this offseason. Because would it shock you if the Niners say, we need to make a big play for a Derek Carr or someone with this roster who can give us an elevated play above Jimmy G, not as talented, maybe raw talent as Trey Lance, but fits the system better because this Niners team is, um, man, they're impressive. And the coach deserves a ton of credit uh, for doing it and putting it all together. Um, it, it leads me to feel like I want to leave you on this. It's something I don't do a ton in talking football is power rankings because I think it's a little silly. And I think you know if you listen to my show how I feel about teams as we talk through these games and preview everything. Um but I want to give you an idea of how strongly I feel about the Niners right now, uh, even with Brock Purdy and the possibility that Brock Purdy is starting with them the rest of the year. If I were to give you a power rankings, one through ten, I'd have the Bills one, Bengals two, Eagles three, Chiefs four, Niners five. Uh, they're in the top five. Ahead of the Cowboys at six, Dolphins seven, Lions 8, Vikings 9, and I would go Chargers 10. Chargers, Ravens kind of floating for that 10 spot. And the Lions absolutely right now deserve to be ahead of the Vikings and in that 8 spot in the power rankings, by the way. And we'll talk about the Lions coming on up. All right, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, broadcasting live from our KHMO studio here in Quincy. When we come back... Full Week 15 NFL preview, including my lock and my upset of the week. I got to get some wins here as I was 0-2 last week 
On the mark, News Talk 1070 KHMO. I never write reviews. You're not okay. It's normal to have diarrhea and stomach pains. Sometimes, but not as often as you do. I've got this under control. No, you don't. It's time to let that voice inside your head be heard. Urgent diarrhea and chronic stomach pain can be signs of Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation can help you learn more and even find a specialist. Don't keep your symptoms to yourself. Get help at SpillYourGuts.org. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to stop by the dealership, and when you do, you can check out the incredible full lot of used and new inventory. But if you're walking around the dealership, you're talking to one of the great sales reps, you say to yourself, I don't know, I'm just looking for maybe this model or this specific Go inside and shop online with them. Or just shop at home. Shopcunis.com. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles in their giant Cunis network of dealers. That's how I found my truck with Cunis. You know the story. Found it online. I made the call to Cunis. I was like, well, you guys don't have it at, at, here in Quincy. They're like, oh, no, no, no. We'll have it for you tomorrow. They made the call. Hey, truck's in. Come look at it. Looked at it. Was driving out of the door an hour later. I, I mean, it, it's incredible what the team does at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you and put a bow on it. You're buying a new vehicle for Christmas time. It better come with a bow. Even if it's a small bow, I want a bow. Cunis, make it happen. All right. Um, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two, a full week 15 NFL preview. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. Um, let us jump into it. We have three games today on this Saturday, December 17th, and all of them on the NFL Network. Uh, Indianapolis at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by three and a half. And they are my lock of the week. You're welcome, Minnesota fans. I know, I know, I hate the Vikings. I've been hating on the Vikings, but I love them in this spot. I'm betting against Jeff Saturday on a Saturday. I maybe call me crazy, but I'm going to do it. Um, Minnesota at home Saturday. Uh, this is perfect Kirk Cousins. Um, it's not really prime time. It's noon. It's uh, a Saturday. It, you got college bowls going on. I don't know how many people even realize this game's going to be happening. And I think Minnesota will take care of business. Minnesota has a ton to play for right now, especially with the Niners winning. Minnesota wants to lock up the North. They want to battle for that second overall seed. The second seed, yes, you don't get the bye. Still extremely important. We know upsets happen especially for a one seed after a bye week when they may be a little bit rusty. You want to be hosting as many of those games in Minnesota as possible, locking up the two seed, trying to keep a a distance and and pace with the Niners. I think it's really important. I think Minnesota comes out, plays well against a a Colts defense, especially in the back end that can be very leaky at times. Uh, Yes, Stephon Gilmore's there and is still playing very good football in the back end, but I, I love Jefferson uh, the kid is the best receiver in football right now, and Kirk Cousins is going to feed him. I like Minnesota. I like it uh, to be an ugly game, but I like Minnesota to get at Matt Ryan, maybe cause a, a defensive uh, touchdown, and certainly win by th- uh, by four points or more at home against the Colts. Lock of the week, I'm rolling with the Vikings. Don't make me regret it, Vikings. Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland minus three. 
I don't know how you trust Cleveland as favorites. Yes, there's no Lamar Jackson, but I like the Ravens, and the Ravens, I feel like, are just playing for more. I like the Ravens in an upset over the Browns at home. Deshaun Watson still looks very rusty. I don't think the offense is necessarily set up for Deshaun Watson to have success. I mentioned it last week. I think the I think the Browns need if they need to do something this offseason, they need to go find him his Tyree kill. Deshaun Watson is best with big explosive playmaking receivers. The the Browns don't really have that over the top game break guy. Amari Cooper, Peoples Jones are really great possession route running receivers. They need a little bit more explosion on that offense. I like Baltimore. I think they're the better coach team. I think they're playing for more, and I think the Baltimore Ravens defense is starting to come into its own. I think they can clamp down on Deshaun Watson, a rusty Deshaun Watson, and steal a victory over the Browns uh, at home. But it is not my upset of the week. One of the few dogs that I like without being an upset. I got something in my throat. Phlegm. It's the Christmas season. All right. Miami at Buffalo, minus seven. Buffalo at home in the evening. There's already like six, seven inches of snow waking up in Buffalo this morning. I love Buffalo. I don't love the line, minus seven, because I really think it's going to be hard for all of the the players in this weather. Uh, But the game could be 10-3, and the Bills could dominate the whole game. But it could still be 10-3. I, I, I love Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to win. I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. I don't love the line. For Miami, though, I will say, I don't trust them at all, and I wouldn't bet them. But how different will we feel as NFL fans and, uh, and people who cover the NFL like myself? How different will we feel Waking up tomorrow morning if Miami wins that game. If Miami plays in the snow, plays well in the snow, and beats Buffalo in the snow, Miami could vault themselves, I mean, into the top three power rankings. I mean, they, they, I mean, absolutely. They're on a little bit of a skid here, and if they go up and do the impossible, which we all think it's impossible for Miami to win a snow game in Buffalo... Uh, then they, they could really change the narrative for themselves. So they're playing for a lot today. I'm not going to fault Miami for losing this game and losing bad either. They're not supposed to win this game. So if they can play well today and, and surprise me, uh, they, they, they're playing for a lot. And, and you know, these wild cards are tightening up in the AFC. All right, moving on to Sunday's slate. Philadelphia minus nine at Chicago. Um, Listen, the... The Bears' defense is bad, very, very bad. The Philadelphia Eagles' offense is very, very good. Very good. Nine points is a lot, but I think the Eagles cover. This game, I think, will be entertaining. The Bears' Justin Fields is entertaining. I think the Bears will score. I think they'll keep it close. But I do not trust this Bears' defense, especially on the back end, Uh, And zero pass rush against a really good Eagles offensive line to keep this a 10-point game. Eagles probably end up winning 27-17. It's fun. It's entertaining. Both teams score. And I think you'll see um, Justin Fields play well. He's going to get to that 1,000-yard rushing mark on a season. 
Um, and um, and the Eagles maybe come out a little slow. They're looking ahead. Huge game for them next week with Dallas. But I think they'll run it down the Bears' throats, and they'll hit a couple big explosive plays. Jalen Hurts will take care of my Bears, uh, and they'll, they'll cover. Atlanta at New Orleans. New Orleans minus four. This is one of those bad games that you might want to keep on, like, your second or third TV or just keep an eye on it. Desmond Ritter is getting the start for Atlanta. So, uh, only the third, uh, fourth rookie, I guess. Brock Purdy's a rookie. We did get a little Malik Willis at times for the Titans. We know Kenny Pickett's played. So, what, fourth rookie to play this year? Um, and I'll say this. Ritter has an opportunity here. He's got an opportunity because the Falcons, um, they are not in the you know the dreck of the top five picks. I mean, they're a five-win team right now. They're not in the top three picks to go get Stroud or Bryce Young. Maybe they're in the Will Levis category, you know, from where, depending on where he falls. But Desmond Ritter has a real chance here now. Four games left to to put up and show the Falcons that I deserve a whole a whole season next year. Um, it'd be really interesting, the Desmond Ritter experience. I like the Saints at home to win and to cover. But the, the you're watching for Desmond Ritter today. The Detroit Lions at Zach Wilson and the New York Jets are getting a point, and I love it because I think the Lions going to win outright. So they are my upset of the week, Lions plus one. Zach Wilson's playing. I love the Lions. Lions are going to win. Lions are the better team playing better football right now. The Jets' defense is very good. The Jets are at home. This is going to be uh, a weird, ugly game. But the Lions and and the relationship right now that uh, Jared Goff has going with Brown, his, his now rookie Williams is back. Swift and Williams, the two-headed running. The offense for Detroit will find ways to score against that good Jets defense. And the Jets offense and the Jets players hate Zach Wilson. Mike White went to 10 doctors to try to get cleared for this game. The Jets wouldn't let him do that if the Jets were confident in Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson being the guy. Lions win, Lions win, Lions win. Jets, uh, their uh, their weird season keeps unraveling as Zach Wilson, I think, plays poorly. And uh, and Jared Goff has a big game for the uh, for the Lions. Pittsburgh at Carolina. Carolina minus three. Uh, Rudolph might start for the for the Steelers. It might be Mitch. I don't know, but I like the Panthers at home minus three. I know that's icky to say. It's disgusting, but the Panthers are playing for something. Steve Wilkes wants this job. He's a Carolina native. He has been very impressive since taking over for Matt Rule. Nebraska should fire Matt Rule just based on how much better the the Panthers are playing without him. Sam Darnold has playing for a ton. Sneaky good defense for the Panthers. I like the Panthers to win at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, even if Mitch is starting. I know I love Mitch. Dallas minus four at Jacksonville. When's the last time you have a memory of Dallas playing at Jacksonville? <laughs> I don't remember. It's a weird thing to think about. I don't remember the Cowboys playing at the at the Jags. Either way, I think the Jags are in a good spot to have an upset here because, again, the Cowboys are looking ahead to the Eagles next week. Just like the Eagles and the Bears, you know, it's a look-ahead game. It's a, a two bad teams pl- not playing for much. And the Jags uh, uh, are playing good football as of late. Big upset win for them last week. 
Trevor Lawrence is really balling out. Uh, this is a Micah Parsons game. This is a game where uh, it's going to be low score. It's going to be tight. Cowboys will run the ball effectively against that Jags defense. I think Trevor Lawrence plays really well. I think he keeps it close. I think the Jags cover, but the Cowboys win. I like the Jags to be within a field goal here, and they'll cover with the Cowboys. Um, Kansas City minus 14.5 at Houston. Uh, Yeah, I think Kansas City will win by 15 or more. I take that. If you're a Houston fan, just just take the... uh, Take the points because it's a lot of points. The only thing I have to say about this game is if Kansas City loses, it's a massive meltdown. But they should win. I don't want to jinx them. They should win. That's it. I mean, that's all. The only analysis on Chiefs at Houston is Chiefs should win. And if the Chiefs don't win, then uh, then it gives me even more credence to why the Chiefs are behind the Bills and the Bengals and the Eagles in my power rankings. Listen, I love the Chiefs. The Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But I think it would be nice if I if you want me to maybe move the Chiefs up a little bit in the power rankings, I would love to see the Chiefs put on a very dominant performance. Go in there and just obliterate the Texans. If they don't, I think there's a reason why the Chiefs are where they are in the power ranking. That's all I'm going to say. Arizona at Denver. Ew, gross, awful, no reason to watch. Colt McCoy at, versus Brett Rippon. No. I mean, who's going to win? I don't know. Denver? They don't like Russ. They're at home. Uh, I'll go with Denver. God, that's an awful game. Uh, New England at Raiders. This is a sneaky good game, and it is my toss-up of the week. It is the game I am. Uh, I, I, I just don't know exactly where to go. It is the game that puts my brain in a pretzel. Josh McDaniels. Knows Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick knows Josh McDaniels. This is in Vegas. But the Patriots are a better team. And the Patriots, I think, found a little bit of momentum after that Monday night win. But it is what they was Monday night. Their short rest. Raiders at home. Kind of need to play well. They're getting Renfro back. I don't know. I don't I I think it's a very interesting game. I think it is the it is a, a sneaky game to watch in that three o'clock hour. Patriots are playing for more, and I trust Belichick to kind of have McDaniel's number, so I'm going to lean that. That's why I would I'm taking the Patriots to win, but I'm giving you a little peel back of the curtain. That's how my brain got to that. Makes sense. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app, going through Week 15 of NFL games, broadcasting live from our KHMO studios. Here in Quincy, hit me up on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Follow the show on the Mark Cagemo on Facebook. Tennessee at Chargers. Chargers minus three. Chargers should be favored. They're at home, and Tennessee has been abysmal. But doesn't this feel like a spot where Tennessee comes out and wins and plays well? Doesn't it? And doesn't it feel like just as the Chargers get momentum, they always kind of fall apart? Doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like that? I don't know. I, I, I like the Chargers in this game. I'll take the Chargers at home. I think they're getting healthy at the right moment. I think the Chargers, um, they know that they have a to win. They have an easy schedule in front of them post this Titans game. I think that matters. I think they know that um, this Titans game is the last one. If they can get through this, 
they got three easy games to finish off the season, and they could be sitting really pretty come wild card time. I think Justin Herbert, it's his time. Stand up. Make plays. Carry your team to the playoffs, Justin Herbert. Carry your team to the playoffs. Get a big win against a, a solid Titans team that's playing bad football right now at home. I'll take the Chargers. Bengals minus three and a half at Tampa. This is the game I'm going to be watching in that three o'clock window while keeping an eye on uh, Tennessee, L.A., and New England, Vegas. But Joe Burrow on the road against a desperate Tampa team. Here's the thing. The offense for the Cincinnati Bengals is way better than the offense for the Tampa Bay Bucks. The defense for the Bengals is just as good as the defense for the Bucks. But the Bucks are home, and the Bucks are way more desperate. It's going to be a fascinating game. I'll, I'm going to roll with the Bengals. I told you at the start of the show, I'm done betting the Bucks. I can't. Uh, every time I think Brady, it's Brady, they'll get the momentum, and they'll come out and play well, they burn me. So this is probably the week that they come out and they play well and they win. But I'm taking the Bengals. I just can't trust Tampa at all. And we and we have to be real with what our eyes are telling us. Remember, I'm trusting my eyes. The Bengals' defense is good. It's really good. And Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, P. Ryan, that offense right now for the Bengals, that offensive line is playing really well. And Joe Burrow is the third-best quarterback in football right now. Third-best quarterback in football. So I'll take the Bengals. Uh, New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. Commanders minus four and a half. Since they played two weeks ago in Tide, the Commanders looked good and had a bye, and the Giants have looked abysmal. That is why Washington is minus four and a half plus being at home. I like the Commanders. I think the Commanders have a more complete football team playing better football with more win-now players right now than the Giants do. The Giants, don't get me wrong, the Giants have played above their talent and their record. But the Commanders, I think, are the better football team right now, and they're at home. I'll take the Commanders Sunday night football. Um, I, I think it's a Taylor Heineke game. I think we're all on Twitter Sunday night talking about Taylor Heineke. And so I, I, I'm i going to go with the Commanders. I, the, the Giants may cover the four and a, the four and a half. It's a lot of points, but I but I'll take the Commanders and finally Monday Night Football Charger uh, the Rams at the Packers, cold, snowy, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. I'm taking the Rams in an upset. Baker Mayfield has more to play for in this game than anyone else. The Packers, I know, they're holding on to hope that they can squeak into the playoffs. Right, they're holding on to it. I will take the Rams to down the Packers on Monday Night Football and put it to rest. Packers season is dead. Baker Mayfield stays alive. There you go. Lock of the week, Minnesota minus three and a half. Upset Viking, uh, Lions plus one. Uh, and that is how I get back above 500. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, little NBA talk. The West is is there's a youth movement in the West, and the East is going just about how I thought, except for one big failure of a team. And I think I know you know who I'm talking about. On the mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat.
The meeting of the waters in Manaus, Brazil is an incredible sight. This is where the Rio Negro and the Amazon River meet. Here, the sandy colored waters of the Amazon River and the black waters of the Rio Negro collide. You would expect these waters to mix, but they don't. A clear line is formed where the two very different properties of each river keep them from mixing for miles. Much like when we as Christians allow unchristlike words to come from our mouths. This dissonance doesn't mix with who we are in Him. Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. Speak words of life to each other. Anything less doesn't mix with who you are as a new creation in Christ. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Did you know that when you make time to do three simple things each day with your children, talking, reading, and singing, you're helping to shape and strengthen their brains for the years to come? I love to look at the pictures in a book and notice little details about the characters. I pause along the way to ask my child to wonder about how they might feel. When you ask open-ended questions like, what do you notice? Or what do you think will happen next? You're inviting them to be curious. All these rich conversations help develop both their vocabularies and their thinking skills. And it's a great way for you and your child to bond and discover the world together. As a father, helping my child is the most important thing to me. Each of us has the power to create a strong start for our children by talking, reading, and singing with them from the moment they're born and help them to enter school ready to learn and succeed in life. Visit TalkingIsTeaching.org for free tips, resources, and ideas on how to transform everyday moments into magical moments for learning. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Learn more at Parkinson.org or call 1-800-473-4636. It's Ology Forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Chance of flurries today, otherwise partly cloudy. High temperatures reach up to 29, winds out of the west, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of flurries tonight, 17, high of 33 tomorrow. A destiny of snow Monday, right now, 21. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, you got to ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty, the no-fear warranty on new and used vehicles, and just tell them Mark sent you when you get there. All right, um, we are starting to, to wind down the show here, moving on from NFL talk. Um, LeBron James, I, I, you probably didn't watch last night. It was on ESPN. The Lakers played the Nuggets. Nuggets are very good. Nuggets are, uh, I think, the three seed in the East right now, 17 in the West, excuse me, 17-11. Jokic, obviously, one of my favorite players in the NBA, one of my favorite players of all time, two-time back-to-back MVP. He plays the game so unique, so special. He's an all-time great uh, NBA player in his prime right now. And LeBron James is in year 20. He lost Anthony Davis to a foot injury, because of course he did, because Anthony Davis is the glass man. And he led his Lakers to a 126-108 win in L.A. against the back-to-back MVP and outplayed him. And if you watch parts of that game, and I and I watched most of the second uh, the second half of that game, third and fourth quarter, LeBron James, it, it, it's it, you just have to sit there and say to yourself, I can say I can say very clearly, 
Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. That is how I truly feel. But LeBron James and what he's done in his career and who he is as an athlete, it, it is something we've never seen before. It is, it is Tom Brady of the NBA. I mean, it is so insane to see. 30 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, flying up and down the court, looking like he's 28 years old. It's incredible. It's just incredible. And the uh, Le- this version of LeBron James in the playoffs with the proper team around him is absolutely still a threat to win an NBA championship in today's NBA. Problem is the Lakers are just not built at all in that way. LeBron right now needs a team that he can play 60, 65 games a year, taking every third game off for rest, never playing in a back-to-back, and he needs a lot of young guys, shooters, athletic guys who just play free and, and condition. He can shoot threes, and he can run the offense. And the Lakers are the opposite of that right now. But but I, I just I implore you, if you love sports, you love watching basketball, or even if you like watching basketball, Try to watch a Lakers game here coming on up with LeBron. It's just so impressive. He's the second best basketball player of all time. He is, you can make the argument, the greatest basketball athlete of all time. Jordan's the best player, and Jordan is special in that way of what Jordan did. But LeBron is is more special in his own way. It's a different way. It's just incredible. Um, meanwhile, the Lakers are 12th in the West. <laughs> They're not great. Uh, I'll, I'll say this about the Western Conference. The Western Conference, 30 games into the season, we're about 30 games in on average for most teams. So you got about 50 games left. You're, you've taken about, about a third of the season, right? Through the th- first third of the season, what we're seeing in the Western Conference, I don't know if it's sustainable, but this is it. The veteran teams are struggling. The Warriors injuries out of the playoffs right now. The Lakers injuries out of the playoffs right now. The extremely young teams are struggling. OKC, San Antonio, Houston, like we knew they would. And then the weird fit teams, Luka doesn't have a second star. And and, and if it's not all Luka, it's nothing. The Mavs are, are ninth. They're struggling. And the weird fit Timberwolves where we thought, okay, Rudy Gobert, and they're getting big. They're really struggling, 10th in the West. And then there's this youth movement, right? Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, the one seed, because Ja's unbelievable. Zion Williamson, healthy, the youth movement. And the New Orleans Pelicans, second seed in the West. They're legit. And then Denver, the really good teams, Denver and Phoenix, they're three and four. So the youth movement is is outplaying the really good teams. We knew they'd be really good. I had uh, Golden State as one of the really good teams, but the injuries have killed them in the age. And then the, the Clippers, Mavericks, Minnesota are just kind of, that you like them one night, you hate them the next night. I think they'll be able to put it together. Clippers, Mavs, and, and Timberwolves are all better teams than this Kings, Trailblazers, and Jazz ahead of them. They just, it's, it's got to put together. And there's not much separating those those teams. Just a slog right now in the middle of the season. And if you look at the East, it's playing out pretty much how I thought. Boston's really good. Milwaukee's really, really good. Cleveland is is playing lights out, and they're fun to watch. And then you have Brooklyn and Philadelphia as teams with stars, but I don't know if I trust them to, in the playoffs. 
And then, of course, the the bull the bulls stink. Bulls stink. When we come back, Aeneas Williams interview live and local. It's one of the markets here. Uh, it's uh, on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Did you know as a more than a month KHMO. to us every day of the KHMO. year is a chance to do more, to see less preventative cancers, less male suicide, help more men live happier, healthier, longer lives. Welcome back to On the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. you got to ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to wrap up the show by playing an interview. Our guy Bill Schuler with Aeneas Williams. He announced he's going to Notre Dame. Well, Aeneas, uh, Notre Dame's a decision. No. Uh, what were the big factors in choosing the Irish? Uh, just the relationships and the, how well they recruited me. It was just better than everywhere else. Uh, just their efforts. I mean, and for example, good example of that is uh, their running back coach came and saw me two times in the last week, and it's not a short drive. And just so their just their efforts were beyond everybody else. The relationships I had with all the coaches, not just my position coach. I had every coach you could name text me from there. You know, they're all really excited for me, and they got good plans for me. And you got a chance to meet the other people that were Notre Dame was recruiting and guys on the team. How much of a factor was that? Uh, it was obviously, you know, it's my decision, but those guys made it really easy. I mean, I have a good relationships. There's Cam Williams, CJ Carr. That's the five-star quarterback. Cam's a four-star receiver. And Jack Larson's all, all good guys. Just a pleasure to be around. And, and that's just one example of the standard there at Notre Dame. I mean, everybody there is just such good people and you know it's really easy to get along down there and I feel like I fit in great. With the uh, recruiting process there's a lot to that. Was uh, a deliberate choice to uh, try to announce early and put that away before your senior year started? Uh, I mean it just kind of happened the way it happened honestly. You know most recruits will say you get a feeling when you know you know so for me I got that feeling from the first time first camp I went to I mean I got that feeling so for me it was like I didn't want to believe it because of how early it was, but I went back and I went back, and it was the same feeling, and it just got stronger and stronger as long as my relationships with the coaches. So, I mean, I just didn't really feel the need to wait much longer. What was the, what, you, I was talking to your mom, and she said that you kind of made the decision at the last the last home game. Yeah. What was it about the last home game that happened there that you went, okay, this that's it, I got I it. mean, I got to see the true atmosphere. It was the, they were playing the number four Clemson, and obviously I don't know what they were ranked, but it was definitely lower than that. So, you know, just getting to see the whole atmosphere, yeah. the potential that Coach Freeman has there as the head coach, and, and the OC, Tommy, and Coach Deal and my running back coach. I mean, they got just knowing the plans that they have for me as well, you know, because I got the whole output on that and what they plan to do with me, and that's huge. So I'm, I'm really excited. How has this ex- – I mean, you've been recruited really almost for two years now. Can you summarize – I know it's been exciting, but it's got to be grueling. It's got to be t- time-consuming. Can you sort of sum up the experience of being recruited by all of these schools? Well, first off, it's a blessing, but – Yes, like you said, it's very tiring. It's very time dwelling. You got these, like these type of interviews, but every day, every any time of the hour. But for me, one thing I'd say really set me apart is, you know, NIL is a really big factor nowadays. But I didn't let it become a factor, which made my decision so much easier because it's not about anything outside of football. I mean, uh, football and education, I should say. But 
it, it wasn't a hard choice, but you really got to be able to tell the truth from the lies. You can't get your head too big, you can't get your head too low, because not everybody wants you, and that's just part of the game. But I was telling him one of the big things that I did throughout my recruitment is go to camps and get my offers instead of over the phone. So I was coached by my potential. If they were, I mean, potentially they would be my, my coach. So I was able to get coached by them and go see all the facilities and everything I needed all at once. Um. If you own a small to 